Hey everyone, this is Jonah Boston, and this is The Restless Podcast. On The Restless Podcast, we interview the most impactful leaders in the business world, starting from our home base of Kelowna, British Columbia. Our mission is to provide our listeners with topics around modern-day business and entrepreneurial methods to help you execute your goals in life. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Restless Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 21 of The Restless. Uh, today is going to be a fun one, guys. We have Rebecca and Michael from Your Collective. They founded the company and they're mental health advocates here in the Okanagan. Michael, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank thanks for having us, Jonah. No problem. This is something I've been looking forward to for a while now, and I'm sure uh, topics like this will speak to a lot of people. So, um, yeah pumped to have you guys on Aww. i've been following your stuff like you guys have such a cool website Aww. um and like there, i mean i guess the pages accommodate to a lot of people like whether you're speaking out loud or you have like your blog post and like that like it's it's awesome so sometimes i'll go on there as a reminder of you know hey it's all good yes, it <laughs> so um no and i i tell a lot of people about you guys too um, in a way where, hey, like, and this is something that we preach too on our podcast is just, um, you're not alone type of thing. Like, yeah. we try and bring togetherness to the entrepreneurship community in a way where when we speak and we have people on the podcast, we want to, we, we tell them, hey, like, no filter, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. tell us everything. Um, and if it gets to that point, if it gets like pretty heavy, you know, I'll, I'll warn people, you know, before this gets posted, exactly. like, hey, this is, this is the real stuff. So, um, no, super happy to have you on. Oh, yes. Can't wait to get started. Awesome. So, um, let's bring it back a bit. Where are you guys from? Uh, this one is actually a little bit of a challenge. Uh, not for me. I'm from Sherwood Park, Alberta, just outside of Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, born and raised there. I've had so many people on from Sherwood Park. Really? Like I've had, this is the 21st episode. I've probably had five people on from Sherwood Park that or, or Spruce me. Grove. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Normally people just say Edmonton cause we don't really know what's outlined. <laughs> so <laughs> hilarious part. Um, I'm actually from Spruce Grove. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Well, no, I'm from New. I'm actually from Newfoundland. I'm from the West Coast of Newfoundland. Okay. I, I moved yeah. to Alberta when I was 11. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I moved to Spruce Grove from there, and then we met each other when I was 25. She was 18. Yeah. And that's that. <laughs> so high school? So you were in high school or just ending high school, obviously. Uh, I was in my first year of university. I'm a late baby. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was home for the summer because I, w- I went to Calgary for yeah. school. At UFC? Uh, no, SATE. At SATE. Cool yeah. campus. My buddy used to go there. Super. super, super nice campus. Yeah. And I used to live on campus, which was really nice. Okay. Um, and yeah, so we met during the summer when I was back home and yeah. That was kind of it. Michael was working full time and we didn't really know for sure if yeah. we would make it through the college days. But right. I only did you two You working, there. you're in school. Yeah. yeah. And I never, four I never, hours away I got to go to college. So. Yeah. <laughs> we got a little <laughs> Wait, bit of the you, dorm you did? experience. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I never, ever went to college, university, anything like that. I, I literally have grade seven English. <laughs> fair. I, I've never, yeah, I feel it since that that moment on in my life Um, but yeah it was my first time going to college and it was kind of fun (laughs) right on so but you went through high school obviously right uh yeah yeah okay um so well yeah Yeah. i mean half of us do (laughs) um so you went through high school you went through high school you went to college uh you guys met there what'd you take in in college broadcast news broadcast news yeah did you know that you could take (laughs) 
That's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) They teach you how to do this. Interesting. Well, I mean, broadcasting, yeah. I mean, I feel like State's a pretty diverse uh, school. A lot of these, like, smaller colleges kind of offer a lot of, like, stuff where you're looking at. You're like, they they offer this type of stuff. Oh, yeah, like crane operating. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Very tradesy. It is a trade school. Yeah. Well, a a good portion of it is, is a trade school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talking about kind of your early experience, like who, who are you as a young individual? Michael, let's start with you first. As a young individual? Yeah. Say you in your high school years, who were you? What type of person were you? Class clown. Were you? Uh, rebellious. A, a skipper? Yeah. Class um, skipper. Yeah. I probably hold a record in high school. <laughs> yeah. I have a like, buddy that does like that. Most, most days skipped without yeah. being kicked out. Yeah, I, I have a buddy who holds a record in Kitimat, uh, Bryce, how are you? Um, he's going to love that. I want to know your record. I got 178 classes in one semester missed. Come on. <laughs> Not kicked out. <laughs> wow. Bryce, this is you. Uh, that's that's, that's big time. Yeah, I like. I showed up for like, the ones, they literally told me like, hey, what days are test days? And I showed up for test days and that was it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you pass some of them. Some of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you, Rebecca, how are you? What was school? my high were you, school? Were you, were you shy? Were you outgoing? Were, uh, what kind of person were you? I actually dropped out of high school for a hot minute in grade 10 and took a bunch of courses online and through correspondence. Okay. Um, because my mental health has always been a huge yeah. struggle and challenge. Um but after that, I did decide to go back to back into like a public high school. Right. Um, I liked drama and musical theater, yeah. and I was kind of I don't know. I felt like I kind of got along with everyone, but school wasn't really where I shone. Right. For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you said you were working um, after high school and all that stuff, Michael. You said you were working. What did you do during twenty to twenty-five? Let's just say. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Actually, I had a lot of different jobs. Uh, 20, I remember working at a car dealership, even. Uh, I worked at Lexus. Okay. Um, from there, I moved on to CN Rail, and I was a train conductor for three and a half years. A train conductor? Yeah. Yeah. Every, every <laughs> so boy, cool. Every yeah. boy's little dream. Yeah. Like, making a hundred and something K a year to right on. two to horn. Yeah, it's quite the job, but quite the stressful environment and quite the quite the wake up I think for sure. me in life was through a lot of that a lot of my substance abuse a lot of my a lot of my struggles came through that job I want to say um, proving to me hey money isn't anything <laughs> before your health right um, that is the biggest thing that I took away from that job I think yeah what was the hardest moment that you faced between 20 and 25 as a human um, hardest moment? Yeah, what was the hardest thing you went through as an individual in your health? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> when I, got, you were... I, got, I got a shit ton, but... Um, Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no filter here. Okay. Yeah. Um, 21 broken back, I'd say. Okay. It's probably a top physical, um, emotional, I want to say, is having to quit that job due to the fact that they told me I was an abusive alcoholic and I could not admit it. And then I was, I I quit a job that was very economical to me. And 
yeah, it just shocked me a little, I guess, that I couldn't admit defeat. Right. And that was probably the biggest battle afterwards, I want to say, is that psychological battle of saying you're an addict. Yeah. That was huge for me. It's crazy how when you could pinpoint something actually happening yeah. without looking away from it, you know, how you could just completely switch your life. Around. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, it's amazing how people don't understand, like, you can find your disassociation from your parents in your trauma okay. as a child. Yeah. Like, just everything. Like, but yeah, 21 broken back. That was a good one. It was broke your back. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's insane. I I broke my T9 or T10. So that's like right below your rib cage. Right. Um, That happened on my 21st birthday party. (laughs) Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. So I had a bunch of friends that were pushing me actually on a swing set uh, as we were heading to the bar. Yeah, that's normal. (laughs) Yeah, usual 21-year-old. And then I went to jump off the swing and I landed directly on my back. Oh, man. And then they took him back to the party. They like brought his... What? Yeah. Yeah, I think they saved me. Back to the party, <laughs> and then they had like a nurse friend, I guess, who yeah. came in. She's like, uh, "Your back's broken. I can see your spine." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't feel it because right. I'm hammered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank God you were. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, would have been a different experience if I was sober. Yeah. Oh, no kidding, Rebecca. After yeah. university, <laughs> after university, what what happened with you? So, did you go into broadcasting? Did you try and do that field? Like, kind of guide me through your steps after um, university there. Yeah, I hopped right into a job um, in radio, actually in Spruce Grove. So we moved back to Spruce Grove together. Super cool. Yeah. Um, and I was just like not feeling it, not having a good time. Um, I wasn't really treated all that great in right. that position and yeah, the field just wasn't what I thought it would be. And so we actually, Michael had been laid off from the Fort Mac wildfires around that time. And that you did that after CN? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More trauma to my life. There yeah. you go. Jeez, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was like super unhappy. And so we had vacationed in Kelowna quite a bit because his family has a home out here. And we were like, why are we staying in Sugar Park, Edmonton, wherever? This sucks. It's horrible. Uh, Besides our families, of course, who we love very much, um, we didn't have anything holding us back. And so we moved to Kelowna, and I've just been figuring life out since then. What an amazing place. Uh, Every single person I have on the podcast who's growing a business here, we just talk about the fact that Kelowna is a very special place, uh, mm-hmm. and not only um, for what it brings um, with the beaches and the sunshine um, and just a lifestyle that's a little bit more laid back, but hardworking mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more, like, loosely it, – it's different, right? Like, these people, like, work so hard, but they're, like, almost happier, you know? It's, yeah. it's really weird, but one thing that I noticed about the Okanagan is that when you start something, people are – all in with you yeah. and 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 it gets around quick mm-hmm. you know and i feel like it's big but it's not too big where if you start something you're able to gain traction pretty quick right yeah. you know yeah no i feel like this community is super supportive like that and i think it does have to do with that lifestyle because like you say there is definitely you know a grind to it but no one is necessarily well 
a lot of people aren't burnt out by it. Right. And I think it's because they're able to kind of create a lifestyle that works for them instead of fitting into that nine to five or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's just true. Yeah. Um, so when you guys, I guess, so you you ended with the um, the forest fires, you said, right? And then, yeah. or, or, well, around, what, what age were you? 20, 21? 26? Yeah, I want to say at that time. Okay, okay. Yeah. So when you moved to Kelowna, what was your your guys' first steps? Like, what happened? Where did you work? Like, what happened with you? Like, what? Um, well, I was just laid off, so okay. I had the opportunity to uh, sit on our couch. Yeah, couch <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must it, I hope it was a nice couch. It was, yeah, yeah. Have it. <laughs> um, so I had that opportunity while she ended up receiving a position, and that's kind of what moved us here. Yeah, I yeah. worked at Shoppers. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. That's what moved us out here. I'm actually so grateful to the manager there because that's who gave us an opportunity to be here. Um, And I went on to work um, for another company here doing a little bit of marketing. And then I, again, was faced with some mental health challenges and I left that position and I nannied for a while here. Um, and we're still in touch with that family. We love them very much. And after that, oh, after that, I got a job with an airline, which was like my dream. I've always wanted to work for an airline. I love, love, love traveling. Yeah. And yeah, so that was the position that I left to do this. Okay. Yeah. And um, were you guys together through this whole journey? Yeah. Strong. Yeah. We've Strong. been together five years in the summer. Five years? Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for you guys. No ring yet. <laughs> I'm just. I'm Pressure still. I'm still waiting on her. I'm still waiting on her over here. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so bringing bringing it back a little bit to what you went through with CN Michael. Um, I recently. I'm a huge uh, advocate of the Ed Milet show. It's something I've been watching forever. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. He's a humanitarian in this world. He's very. Uh, he's quite big in social media. Anyways, YouTube. Okay. He interviews some of the biggest people in the world, and he gets interviewed too by some of the biggest or best interviewers. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, he talks about things happening uh, for you, not to you. Right. Things happen for you, not to you. So, and and that was like mind blowing. I was like, oh my god! Like everything I'm going through is happening for me, not to me. Right. You know, it, everything that you went through it happened for you, so you could learn from it. And now look at what you're doing. Everything happened to you from Shoppers Drug Mart. You know, it happened. It all happened for you. Yeah. It didn't happen to you. So it's pretty incredible. Like that message. Um, yeah. And it totally, it's totally in line with what you guys are doing. Um, so yeah, let's. Talk about your collective. How did this all come about? Um, and actually, the first question I want to ask you before we get dive into that: What this is very broad. Um, what is mental health? How would you define mental health in, in whatever capacity that may be? Yeah. Do you want um, mental health to me is yeah. I always say it's everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's our everyday actions, our everyday words, our everyday yeah. everyday health. Um, yeah, people see it as physical health and they see it as psychological health, but like, yeah, it's it's mental health. It's all it's health general. And and the thing is too is what I what I've noticed is that when people bring up the topic around mental health, people immediately think of like just darkness, mm-hmm. yeah, negative mm-hmm. uh, connotation around. It doesn't have to be. No, I no. think just really loosely talking about. All things mental health is so important. Is that something you guys could speak about, of course? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, to me, mental health is very all-encompassing. Like Michael said, it's from your physical health to your actions to your behaviors. And it's also being aware mm-hmm. of all of those things, which I think that is a huge part of your mental health is it doesn't necessarily mean you're going through a challenge. Every no. one of us has mental health. Um, and it's basically just taking care of that yeah. and finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily going with what everyone else says or what WebMD says or yeah. whatever it is. Um, yeah, but finding something that daily you are being aware of and you're being able to tend to your mental health. Now, for you, what can you speak about um, regarding just simply talking to people about it, whether it's positive or negative, how important, and and this is for the audience, um, how important is it to speak up, whether it's good, to the good, bad, and the ugly, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, going back to that last one, even with this question a little bit, there's no standard. No. There's no mental health standard. It's everyone is unique. Everyone's mental health is their own. Um, I think that's the hardest part to define it. And I think that's why it's also so important to talk about because yeah. it is so different for everyone. And what I might be going through might look completely different to yeah. what Michael is going through or my definition of trauma or mental health could be very different to Michael. So... Talking about it just brings way more awareness and perspective to what everyone is going through. Um, We host an event every other month called Safe Spaces, and it's basically to do just that, is to talk. It's an open mic mental health night. So you go up and... That's so cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can sing a song. You can write a poem. (sighs) You can talk. You can, like, just stand there, and we can support you, you know, whatever it is. But... I think it really creates a sense of community mm-hmm. um, when people can be vulnerable and talk about those things. And I think that just gets us one step closer to a healthier well-being and a healthier community. Right. So I guess tailing off uh, around this similar question, like what is, what is the mis- the biggest misconce- uh, misconception around mental health? Mm-hmm. Like what is that? Like what do you guys hear all the time where you're like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> So many things. What's the stigma? Yeah. Yes. It's like Canadians live in igloos. Right. You know, like, yeah. what do you guys hear that is just... The one the one question, like, when we put up, we usually put up, like, end the stigma or something yeah. like that. And then someone usually asks, like, what's the stigma? That's probably the most demeaning question you can ever put in front of someone who is passionate about mental health. <laughs> What's the stigma? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what what do you think the stigma is? You're right behind it. Like, do you not understand that you just answered your own question? (laughs) Right. I think also the misunderstanding of mental health versus mental illness. Yeah. Um, And just the language behind mental health. Like, even, oh, you know, you're talking about your mental health. You must be crazy. Right. You must be, like... Yeah. You know, yeah, you're taking antidepressants. Exactly. You're you're a psycho. You're nuts. It's yeah. There's something wrong with you. Right. I think that's a really big one too. Is that yeah? People think there's something wrong with them. It is not wrong to have mental illness or to deal with your mental health or whatever it is. No, it's wrong that they don't accept you. 
Exactly. Right. Because they're probably going through something just as bad or worse. Yeah. yeah. And hiding, or hiding something else. Right. Yeah. Or masking it. Yeah. You know, I think a people. I think people who are. Um, this is just me speaking out loud, but I think people who are very busy sometimes forget to look at the what's important. Oh, totally. You know, if they're scheduled, and I, and I could detect. Mm-hmm. You know, I could. I could say for for myself. Yep. Uh, that's the case too. Sometimes, you know, I get so busy traveling uh, for my job. You know, representing hockey players, um, which I'm super grateful for. But sometimes, when you get so busy uh, and you're answering to people all the time and accommodating to their needs Mm -hmm. you forget about what's important within yourself right yeah for sure it's a coping mechanism right like a lot of the things that we do are without us even realizing it like keeping busy and that's probably something you learned from a very young age even that you don't really realize um and yeah just like things can be really embedded and i think that's important to understand too um but yeah there's there's an array of of misconceptions one big one too that just came to my mind was that therapy or counseling is only for people who are going through something i think counseling is great yeah i honestly like if i could just pop in and talk to someone about the bullshit i went through that day right yeah absolutely yeah you know like that sounds great yeah i think you know it's definitely something we advocate for being a regular practice yeah not just i think once it becomes more so a more open topic, you'll start to see people open up about their counseling and their therapy, and you'll be like, "Oh, this celebrity does this. Oh, this. Oh, right. like, oh yeah. Every every single one of them see counselors. Like a because they can afford it. B because they know it's real. Yeah, it's helping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't speak to experience, but I'm sure you know when you when you go through it, you're like, "This is the best thing ever." Yeah, you know. You feel like a big weight off your shoulders almost. Totally. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's like speaking with your inner voice except with control. Yeah, it's like getting <laughs> a sounding board that doesn't have any emotional connection. You know what I mean? Right. Not that they are a robot, um, but just that they're not going to get invested in all of your maybe emotional nonsense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, all right. You're a collective. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Who are you? What do you guys do? Let's get into all this stuff now. You're the Spiel master, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you are a collective. We started um, two, a year and a half, two years ago, basically on an idea that there was this massive gap in the mental health community. So you found it, a gap, an industry gap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when it comes to awareness, information, support. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, resources, it was all very much lacking. Um, and we figured, you know, if other people can do things for causes that are important to them, why shouldn't we be able to help something that's so important to us? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got creating apparel. We were really inspired by Ten Tree and Tom's Shoes and cool. yeah. uh, social enterprises like that. And yeah, apparel just seemed like the best way to get our message out and something that could really empower people mm-hmm. on their journeys. Um, even if it's a reminder to them when they put something on or if someone sees them in the street, whatever it is, we just wanted to keep that conversation open and flowing. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we launched our first apparel collection in November of 2018. So did it start as a parable, uh, sorry, apparel as like a, a speaking mechanism? Like, like, yeah. like this is what, like what you're wearing 
speaks to this topic. Totally. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, and then the idea that we would share our experiences mm-hmm. or whoever wanted to contribute as well. And then as we grew uh, and started meeting with people around the community and even, you know, on social media and stuff, we have all sorts of Instagram chats and video yeah. chats all the time. There was this huge need in our community, it seemed like, for support and not necessarily um, like counseling or things like that, but community events that mm. they felt welcome, welcomed at or where you could find your family or your support. Um, and especially when you're dealing with mental illness, like a lot of them, it can be really challenging to even get out of your house. Oh, yeah. So yeah. somewhere that they can feel safe sure. uh, and welcomed. And so as we started growing, we started creating events that would um, encapsulate that exactly. And so, yeah, we've been creating events along the way and we just hope to continue to share awareness and information. Okay, yeah. And then as of 2020, we launched our launched our 1 million campaign. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you about that. What what is that? Yeah, our 1 million campaign is to fund 1 million counseling sessions across Canada. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we always get the question, how did you pick a million? Uh, because statistically that doesn't actually even cover a counseling session per person for those who need it in Canada. Um, but Michael has always had this vision that he was going to be a millionaire and we all do, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We all will, Michael. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Depends how though. Well, exactly. And this was how he wanted to do it. This was the first, uh, million basically that we wanted to create and we want I to really a, open it up. Sorry. I have a, I have a saying that, uh, I don't know, the biggest impacts on earth are the ones that are left here. We know the meteor impacts. We know what impacts are left. Yeah. Um, why aren't we trying to leave impact in that way? Right. And that's, yeah, that's kind of where I stem from it. Yeah. yeah. An impact millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way I think about it too, in a way where how can I impact the greatest number of people mm-hmm. effectively and, and efficiently, of course. Right. right? Uh, I think that's so important. And for you guys, speaking for what you guys do every single day, you guys are helping so many people. Oh, like whether yeah. it's like directly or indirectly, meaning people just, you know, would follow you on social media. Right. More, it, it's not as like in person, but they know who you are. And just because you guys created something, they feel support, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you. you know, that's like crazy um in in a way where if people aren't talking to you over the phone or meeting you guys they know that hey these are people that care about this subject Mm -hmm. and um they're here for me you know they speak to me you know they might they i don't you know they they may not be able to get on the phone with me or meet Mm -hmm. me but i know that there's people out there that care about me you know um so i think that's absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. um what do your events look like like, is it a bunch of people? Is it like very, is it just a few people and it's very direct? Like, how does it, how does it work? Yeah, so we throw many different ones. Yeah, yeah, it totally yeah. depends. Okay. Um, so last October, we launched our first Strike of the Stigma. Um, I don't play baseball. I do. Yeah, she did. Um, but yeah, we just threw a baseball tournament. We literally reached out to every not for profit in Corona. And we, yeah approached them all and said hey like 
let's throw a baseball tournament and like just have all of you play and then winner takes all. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit more of how can we work together. Um, So, yeah, we were able to do that with seven teams of charities. We had a two-day slow-pitch tournament. So that obviously brings out more of a crowd um, and is a little bit different, I think, than what we're even doing now. But we're excited about the second, our second one, which will be this October 3rd and 4th. Um, But, yeah, it's just kind of a weekend where you can build relationships, mm-hmm. um, especially in the community, and just have fun. Yeah, and that, that's, that's that's the baseball tournament you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, okay, yeah. no muss, no fuss. And then uh, <laughs> that's awesome. the ones that we've been doing recently are typically a little bit more intimate, um, like with safe spaces. Yeah. We have that at Spaces Innovation, so it's just kind of in their main uh like co-working space, yeah. Yeah, is that at AO? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Just um, just underneath them, so the ground floor. Oh, yes, spaces, yes, yeah. okay. Uh, and that's usually like 30-ish people um, oh, good. come and share. Yeah, and we've started kind of a new uh, platform, I guess, for that, where we give the speakers an opportunity, uh, opportunity to have uh, Q&A with the audience. Mm-hmm. So that really creates that connection that we're looking for in those community events. Um, and then some just other... a little more formatting on it. Yeah. Yeah, so just so, you know, it's like a... So they have a better understanding of it. We have we do a five-minute timer for each speaker. Right, okay. And at the end of that, we kind of give them the option, like, if you want to be photographed or if you want to be... What's the other thing? Part of the Q&A. Part of the Q&A. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that you can opt out of it type thing, but it just kind of gives... Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. It's <laughs> okay. Uh, and then something else that we've been working on are our Yakita series. and that's ah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, where Michael and I will share um, either some information about the resources we use or a little bit more about kind of our personal journeys Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then, yeah, we've got some exciting collaborations coming up. Sweet. Some more events. So exciting. yeah, Yeah. I think just, you know, branching out into those communities that we may not necessarily totally have a grasp on, but other people do and are comfortable with those challenges and things like that. And if we can partner with them and, you know, create a place of support, then fantastic. Awesome. Now, do you guys post all that stuff on your website? You bet. It's all on our website uh, under events. um, And then it's always on our social media. There's even a highlight on Instagram Mm -hmm. for upcoming events that we keep updated. Okay. Um, Now, for you guys, how... In what ways do you find inspiration in your life? Do you guys um, go on a lot of walks? Do you like, is it exercise that keeps you in that peaceful thinking safe space where you could pretty much think of ideas, you know, that's very calm, almost like yoga, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What inspires you? What things do you guys do that help you think of these things? Um, I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, I found a little bit of a passion in cleaning. And when I say cleaning, yeah. cleaning the beaches here in Kelowna. I don't know why or what, but it just makes me feel good. 
Um, so you're, you're literally walking up and down the beach cleaning it? Yeah, yeah. brings his rake and everything. You're the best person on this planet Earth. I don't know if you guys heard that, but this man walks up and down our beaches cleaning them, and you're doing what? <laughs> what are you guys doing? I don't know. What am I doing? TBH, I just, I just see a lot of this... Uh, there's a lot of chatter going on right now yeah, in our okay. society. It's a lot of complaints. It's a lot of environmental this and do my impact that and scream about this. But nobody's actually just fucking picking up a rake and yeah. going down and cleaning the beach. And it Real pays, talk. And yeah. it pays off. Real talk, yeah. It literally pays off. I literally went and I cleaned the beach and I was following the trail and I found $95. It literally pays off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like you know, it pays yeah, off mentally. Sure, like, it makes you feel good. No, he's like, no, it. like I found a hundred dollars. No, I like, made th- I made thirty bucks an hour the other day to clean the beach. So, <laughs> so thanks. Yeah, for that. that's thanks, hilarious. Thanks, Kelowna, for slopping your cash around in the water. Yeah. Yeah. That is too funny. Like, do you fly it up like more up the beach, or do you like by the water? Yeah, up the beach. That's awesome. Yeah. And check your corners, Kelowna. Yeah, you don't know what's going to end up in them. <laughs> uh, now, for you guys, do you guys do your own um, personal speaking to people who want to talk to you? Do you guys do like your own type of consulting, like as counselors ish, or do you just like no. hands off? Like this is our company, this is what this is what our image is and, and our culture, and that's that type of thing. It's yeah. So we are not in the business of giving advice. Okay. Yeah. Simply because we're not registered professionals. Yeah, I registered. I, I can share with you things that like I've gone through or that have worked yeah. for me and I don't mind doing that, but I very much preface it by saying this is what has worked for me. Yeah, you guys are a good channel. Um, yes. Yeah. Um and we're happy, so happy to support you or connect you with those resources, which yeah. I think has been a really um big one because People don't know where to go. People right. don't know where to go for mental health help. And we pop up in front of them on their feed talking about mental health. And they're like, oh, okay, well, they'll know. Or they can help me, which mm-hmm. we're more than happy to. And that's, you know, was kind of our vision as well was to be that epicenter of, okay. you know, yeah, like referring them or finding them resources or whatever. So we try to cultivate a lot of our relationships with, community members who can be of support in that nature so like counselors um maybe like people involved in human rights um mm-hmm. or other social activists kind of things so that and other nonprofits and charities so that we can easily have that relationship and connect mm-hmm. that person there's been many a times that we've had to reach out to charities yeah, around Kelowna transfer information for people and it's it feels great doing Mm-hmm. Right, like it's it doesn't feel like I've professionally helped them, but I felt like I've professionally helped them because I've yeah found them the professional help. Yeah, we yeah we sh- like we share our experiences and we talk about that as much as possible, and that we have started to create our own resources and yeah, stuff okay. as well. Um, and that's something that we love teaching and showing off basically, but yeah, yeah, we, we we're not professionals and it's, it's a very tricky thing in BC as well because there's actually no one governing, uh, counselors. So there's no, yeah, there's really no true certification or accreditation. So you could call yourself a counselor and it would, there would be nothing wrong with that. 
Like you wouldn't get in trouble in BC. There's no like governing. <laughs> Wait, I could just I could ju- I could just be a counselor. I yeah. could just call myself a counselor right now. You can't call yourself a, a, registered, a registered clinical, clinical counselor? counselor, but you could be like, I'm a, I'm a health counselor. Yeah. I'm a life counselor. I'm a gym counselor. I'm a... Really? So again, there's... That's interesting. Yeah. There's these things Who are you that, talking to type of thing? Right. Yeah. yeah. And not to, you know, scare you out of looking no. for support, but just to be conscientious about that. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. That's... Really? (laughs) And like from province to province is so wildly different. There's maybe a handful of psychiatrists here in Okanagan, if that. Um, And they're basically impossible to get to. But say in Alberta, it's you can get a referral straight from your doctor. No problem. You'll get right in. No issue. I think uh, Third Space is doing a little something along those lines, right? Yeah. So they are counseling in psychology as far as I know. I don't know if they have psychiatrists. Um, But yeah, no, for sure. Third Space is a wonderful, wonderful resource. The psychiatrist is someone who can prescribe. Correct. Correct. And and give the, okay, a little bit of a combo there. Yeah. Now, for you guys, what have you noticed in this world? and you might or may, may or may not be able to answer this question, but um, out of all the industries, whether it's tech, uh, just business, corporate business, fitness, have you found something or, or a field that's more prone to the more um, harder times of mental health, I guess? Is it entrepreneurship? Do you see that? Like when you speak to people uh, and hear their experiences, are they most commonly going through a bunch of diverse type of things in their life, like for, for, for work, mm-hmm. um, where most people spend majority of their time? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is there a certain field that you could speak to? 100%. Uh, the one that comes to mind is our frontline medical workers. Oh, wow. Um, okay. We... Yeah hear quite consistently from nurses and doctors about burnout yeah um and that there's really not a lot of resources for them either and yes they're nurses and doctors but they don't know a lot probably unless they're specialized a lot of them don't know the resources that are out there or that they can access that or maybe that they even have benefits to get there um i know some women who work at KGH and the the benefits are absurd. It basically you get like maybe three counseling sessions a year covered. Because those people see some shit, right? Like <laughs> oh my god, like they had all to see day. You. <laughs> yeah, you know, multiple and times. they had to see you multiple times, yeah. Michael. <laughs> yeah. And another big one too is definitely entrepreneurship for sure. Because I mean, you're struggling, you're grinding away. And no one ever really says, are you okay? Like, how's it, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like. These nurses, these, yeah, yeah. front line. Like, right. oh, crazy. Got to get that goal. Got to get, you know, whatever. And yeah, we just don't stop and take a break. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially in the medical field. Yeah. Well, it's not encouraged, uh, you know. Firefighters, veterans. you know, mm. veterans. Like, it's... It's a big one right now. War's coming, and it's scary. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, too, um, entrepreneurship is getting so big in the Okanagan with, yeah. the, with, with the tech. The tech yeah. industry is getting so big where, yeah, it could definitely turn to more of a 
more of a topic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so it's getting busier here. Yeah, I just wish the it's best exciting. for people who are trying to get help, right? Yes. Um, where is this industry moving? Is it improving? I want to say yes. I don't know if it's just because we've been inundated with. Or I guess are people more communicative? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a book. <laughs> yeah. His name is Joel Solomon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Clean Money Revolution. That's what it's called? Yeah. Okay. The Sorry, The Clean Money Revolution. If you read that, that kind of gives a little perspective on where the, the society of humans are headed. Um, I think we've finally awoken to the fact that people want community and not money anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Where a lot of very wealthy people talk about money... Uh, only amplified who I was already, mm-hmm. you know, personally, mm-hmm. you know, that it didn't change me at all. Right. It just either made things better or worse yeah. and yeah. usually worse is what I heard mm-hmm. until they've actually changed as a human being. Right. And then the money really came into play because they're able to help more people type of thing. Right. Exactly. I just hear so many people who get wealthy and very rich and uh, they either go bankrupt or because it's so scary. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Even hockey players. Even hockey players. A lot of things that we help out with is just um, how to prepare yourself for retirement. Yeah. Right. Um, whether that's through social media and just get, gaining leverage through the community and all that stuff, right? To really brand yourself properly in, in the most positive capacity, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it's very tough for sports players. Um, and I can't speak to this because I've never been loaded. But this, yeah, this right. is just, but this is just, you know, from people what I've heard, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Johnson. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, uh, there's one other thing that, that, that I heard. Um, I believe it's from Grant Cardone, I believe, is speaker. Anyways, he's big in the real estate space. Um, some people don't like him. I don't mind him. I respect him, and I listen to some of his messages for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about, he goes, never take advice from a millionaire. Right. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? They made a million dollars. like, no, they're, most, they're the most fearful people on this planet because they, they make the million bucks, and they no, don't want to spend it. Right. They're like, they're scared. They don't know what to, <laughs> they don't know what to do with it. Be, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be the brokest billionaire on this earth. There you go. My plan is to live with the homeless and have a billion dollars in my bank account. Yeah, there you go. Just to prove it. Like, money isn't anything. Like, Give it away, support. No no, no offense to all these billionaires out there right now, but what are you leaving it for? Straight up. Yeah. Once you're gone, it's going to go to your kids. Your kids are going to fucking waste it. (laughs) We're in a whole new situation again. When you come back in the next... Four cycles. Yeah, unless you properly educate them and whatnot and yeah. all that oh, stuff, right? which exactly. is hard in itself, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, now, lastly, guys, what vision do you have for your collective um, in the near and long-term future for you guys? <sighs> wow, big sigh, big sigh. Yeah. Um, what kind of impact do you guys want to leave? I think he sighs because we have just changed directions not necessarily directions, but ideas so many yeah. times. Like, there's just so much opportunity. It's wild. It's and crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's okay, though, it guys. It's Guys, it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're all in this space, entrepreneurship space together. It's okay to pivot. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I've talked about with people on this podcast is your ability to pivot and target what needs to be targeted, right? right. And don't think about all the bullshit that people say. Oh, you guys aren't consistent. You guys aren't doing this. It's like... 
fuck off. Right. You know, it's doing like, something. yeah, like we're doing, we're doing the best we can and we have to pivot uh, and adapt to certain areas of, of business and where we need to uh, create the most attention. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, props to you guys. Nice. I mean, yeah, I want to, my, my long term is 10 years. I want a UBI for every human. Sure. Why not? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. How about you? Rebecca? Yeah. Mm, What's your vision here? My vision is to have some sort of center in communities across Canada that serves mental health, all-encompassing, whether from people who are in immediate crisis to people who are just taking care, not just, but who are taking care of their mental health. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I think think we need a specialized building, a giant brain. Yeah. Stick it in the center of every city. It's just so devastating when you're in crisis and the hospital is the only place you can go. And good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, to go back, um, February 21st last year, um, I ended up in the hospital from suffering panic attacks and yeah, it felt like no option. When right. I was in there, like I, I got in there and I, I suffered a concussion of my prefrontal cortex, and I have suffered a few of those yeah. Yeah. in my day. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I uh, I got in there and I was concussed, and like I would like she literally was just like he just told me he's suicidal. Like, can we see a nurse? Like a and, psych nurse. Yeah, and then the dude's like, "Fine, yeah, I'll go grab the mental health nurse." And she comes yeah. down and then she looks at me and she's like, "Well, do you want to come upstairs? Yes or no?" And that was her reaction to me. And I'm like, well, with that attitude, I don't really want to go anywhere with you, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my aunt is a psych nurse. Oh. I've heard a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, you can't take it to heart because you, no. know, you know. I know what she's going through. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's, it's, that's not her attitude, right? It's just like, I get what she's probably going through in this town, especially, right? A lot of opiate yeah. crisis, a lot of everything that mm-hmm. they probably thought I was just another opiate case. Sure. Right? Just waiting to fall off the wagon. And that's, yeah, yeah. Register yourself, get in here, we'll take care of you. Right. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. See you in 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. You just turn numb. Oh, I, spent, mm-hmm. I spent 24 hours in the hallway, not yeah. even in a bed. Ugh. Yeah. For mental health. Like, that makes no sense to me. Sure. They stuck me in a hallway next to people that were behind me I had a drug overdose in front of me yeah I had an alcohol overdose and down that one lady was dying from cancer like that's not where I want to be mm-hmm. when I'm trying to kill myself <laughs> no kidding right? yeah like no but yeah we're yeah. past that so. that's a good part yeah um Michael can you give advice to people who might be thinking of suicidal thoughts you know um is that something that you could get into like just Um, briefly you know for and it's very important um and guys you know this is a topic that we're going to get into and if you're not comfortable with it that's completely okay Mm -hmm. um but it is something that shouldn't be ran away from um as it is becoming um more amplified Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying i don't think it's ever gone away or it's been lesser before but i think now it's more is exposed more mm-hmm. you know yeah. um so michael what what could you speak about that and maybe having to or how to cope when someone is maybe uh, dabbling in those thoughts right yeah um to be honest lately i've not lived with a lot of them i'm probably yeah. down to 
Like people don't understand that this is a reoccurring, it's a reoccurring thought. Um, sorry, I probably live with at, at my highest peak. I was probably living with twenty to forty thoughts a day. Right, and that's the highest. But normally, it's one or two, or like one every three days, or one yeah. every four days. I I, just, I don't mark them down. Um, I should. That's that's your first piece of advice out there start marking it down um and understand if you didn't do it the first time there's a reason you're thinking about it the second time and not doing it again Mm -hmm. um we're here for a reason and using your voice helps a lot um yeah i think yeah just don't be afraid to ask the closest person to you for that help no matter how hard it is they're not going to look you in the face and tell you to kill yourself and if they do you need to just avoid that person for the rest of your life yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah no i know exactly like guys to to conclude this podcast these these two people you guys are the most amazing people i've ever met honestly like the things that you're doing are so difficult um to just jump into and just like it's just People who do this, and, and you guys especially, you guys are the most transparent people. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's that's the reality. You have yeah. to be transparent if you're in the mental health space. Yeah. Um, so, guys, make sure to check out your collective on social media, their websites, and and if you ever need any events or um, want advice on maybe who to talk to or it, it just wear merch around town, yeah. like support yeah. support your thoughts, you know, support the movement. Uh, I know Rebecca's wearing a sweater right now that says strong, right? Yeah, yeah. you bet. Um, what other, like I guess some sweaters will also say like different adjectives yeah. around mental health as well, right? Yeah. So super cool. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Restless Podcast. Make sure to follow your collective on all social media platforms and guys, follow us, rate us, uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast follow us on instagram at the restless podcast um on the uh, apple podcast it's just the restless so make sure you tune into that guys thank you so much for listening and never settle stay restless